Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Oh, hi. Hello. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. I am Liv, that host of yours. So first off, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who came out to the live recording I had at the Vancouver Podcast Festival. It was just yesterday for me that I'm recording it now, so it's still really fresh. I can't actually believe how many of you made it out. The theater was almost full and people were even standing off to the sides and that's just something else entirely. Of course, Anxiety got the better of me when it comes to storytelling. This was my first live performance and I'm learning, but I'm so glad we were able to have the question period after for those of you who were there, because that's where for some reason I get more comfortable. I'd like to think it'd be the opposite, but there you have it. Anyway, again, I'm just so thankful to all of you for coming. You definitely make me want to try to do it again and learn from my performance this time. So thanks. Well, we're back with Jason and Medea today because their story isn't finished. But as I've researched this more and more, I'm learning brand new things that I fully plan to share with you. Of course, where we left off last week, Medea's proven herself to be absolutely vital when it comes to Jason's success and even his survival as he tries to regain his kingdom of Iolcus. He would have died many times over, and he certainly wouldn't have succeeded in anything he's done if it weren't for the help of Medea, this foreign woman he met in Colchis and brought along for the ride. After, as we all very well remember, promising to marry her and spend his life devoted to her. But this isn't the first time Jason's promised so much to a woman that he's met on his travels. 
This is episode 65. Jason is a perpetual dirtbag. Hypsipoli and the Lemnian women. For the moment, we're going to leave Jason and Medea where they are. They've arrived back in Iolcus, where Peleus has taken over and has killed Jason's father. But we're going to travel further back for today's episode to before Jason even met Medea in Colchis. About a year before Jason and the Argonauts set out on their quest, the people of Lemnos had other things to think about. One version of their story, at least from Apollodorus and repeated often, goes that the women of the island of Lemnos had neglected to properly worship Aphrodite. Aphrodite, it said, punished the women of Lemnos for this, and she did it by causing them all to develop quite the stench. They became, in a word, smelly. I personally would love to find more background on this, whether there's some sort of explanation in history to explain why or how this was a so-called punishment for these women, but I haven't really been able to find anything. It seems odd, different from the standard forms of punishment for not properly worshipping the gods. It's unique. In any event, the women of Lemnos are punished in this way, and of course it affects the men of the island in exactly how you might expect from a Greek myth. The men are so upset and disturbed that all their women have suddenly developed this smell that they stray, for lack of a better word. The men of Lemnos travel to nearby Thrace, where they straight up kidnap a bunch of women. They bring them back to Lemnos, where they rape these women. You know, because men have to have sex, and so they can't possibly have sex with, gasp, God forbid, a woman who doesn't smell like a goddamn rose. The men of Lemnos are horrible, horrific people whose response to their wives being punished by a god with a smell is to kidnap and rape a bunch of women from a neighboring region. Alternatively, though, according to Apollonius of Rhodes, who wrote one of the more famous tellings of the story of Jason and the Argonauts, the women were punished by Aphrodite, sure, and the punishment, though, appears to be that their husbands found them boring or unattractive, resulting in the same actions as if the women were made smelly. By all accounts, the men kidnapped and raped a bunch of women from Thrace, and by all accounts, the men of Lemnos are horrific. And by the same all accounts, the women of Lemnos would have none of this shit. Not only have their husbands all proved to be incredibly judgmental men who couldn't possibly love them very much if they can't stand the idea of having sex with their smellier-than-normal wives and are willing to become violent rapists just so they can get off. No, the women of Lemnos realize what they have on their hands and what their husbands and all the men of Lemnos deserve for what they've done. All of the women of Lemnos kill all of the men of Lemnos. Straight up murder them in cold blood. Because honestly, they kind of deserve it. Okay, maybe murder isn't really a solution, but they couldn't very well lock them up. They'd surely escape and kill all the women. And they couldn't just somehow banish them from Lemnos because they'd just be foisting their horrible behavior onto other women in other parts of Greece. No, the solution the Lemnian women found is to murder the men. Only one man is spared, the king Troas. 
His daughter, Hypsipyle, spares her father's life, hiding him in a crate and sending him off to sea where he eventually washes up on a nearby shore and is saved. Hypsipyle, meanwhile, becomes queen of Lemnos. She is queen and the island is now run entirely by women. Bad fucking ass. The women of Thrace live in peace, ruling themselves with no men in sight, for about a year. But while they live in peace together, they're always in fear of the Thracians coming to the island. They would, of course, wish to exact revenge on the Lemnian men for kidnapping and raping their women. And the women are afraid that if they do show up, they'll figure out they've killed all the men. So when, one day, a ship appears in sight off the shores of Lemnos, the women fear that it's an enemy ship from Thrace, so they plan to defend themselves. The women put on their husband's armor, and this army of armored women meet the ship as it lands on their shores. This is, as you might have guessed, the Argo arriving on the shores of Lemnos. According to Apollonius, the women poured from the city gates in their armor like flesh-eating maenads. A righteous description in this case? What scarier thing is there in mythology but the maenads in a frenzy? The Argo lands on the shores, and the women are there to defend themselves to the death if they have to. But there's no battle. A herald of the Argo confronts the armored women on the beach and quickly assures them that they're not from Thrace, that they're not there to exact revenge. They simply wish to land there for a while and have a place to stay. The women welcome Jason and the Argonauts. They've been without men for over a year now, and they, they have needs that these men are more than happy to fulfill. Or, in an alternative and much more detailed but less sexually satisfying version, Hypsipyle is hesitant to allow these men into their city. She's worried that they will find out what the women have done, all the men they've killed, and that they'll face punishment for their crimes. Her solution is to give gifts to Jason and the Argonauts, food and wine and whatever else they might need on their ship, to keep them happy and outside the city walls. Hypsipyle holds a council of the women of Lemnos, asking them their thoughts on what they should do for these men. This alone feels like a pretty uniquely woman-type action, sitting everyone down and asking their opinion before making any kind of royal pronouncement. After Hypsipyle has proposed this, an older woman, Polyzo, Hypsipyle's own nurse, stands up to propose a counterplan. This is just one danger, she tells Hypsipyle and the other women gathered. But what will you do when the Thracians eventually do come calling, or when you inevitably have to face some other threat? We won't be able to hide here forever, is essentially what she's saying. Polyzo points out to the women that while they're young and agile now, eventually they won't be. And in their current situation, none of them will have children. What will you do when you're old, like me, without children to help you? Will the plows work on their own? Will the farms run without anyone to keep them going? And up until this point, she's not really wrong. It would be really hard to live a life in ancient Greece when you're not physically able to do all the work to keep food on the table and the like. But then Polyzo's argument takes a turn, a turn towards, yes, the patriarchy. Polyzo tells the women gathered that the only solution to this very valid point she's making is that 
They should give everything over to these strange men. Right here and now. Yeah, don't just sleep with them and make some babies. No, you should give over your homes, all your property. Let's even give them the government. Don't you know that men deserve all these things? It doesn't matter if they're good. They're men. Women only have these possessions now because there are no men. But with men here, oh boy, then of course the men should have all the power and all the control because we women are just silly ladies who only need babies. Anyway, maybe these last few points weren't exactly what she was saying, but obviously that's what she meant. Women can't be too powerful for too long. That's just madness. So Polyzo suggests they let the men into the city, and not only that, but each woman should give themselves over to the men. In love, apparently. But I think we know what the word love means here. It means everything. Give them everything. You're women. You don't need things. You need to be the thing. Anyway, I'm getting worked up because this character is an instrument of the patriarchy. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hypsipoli listens to Polyzo's suggestions, and she takes in the reaction of the women of Lemnos. Their reaction, for good or bad, is to support the suggestion. I mean, this is tough. She has a point when it comes to an aging society without the aid of their children. Should I go on? Without the help of their children and grandchildren, who are now forced to live in an increasingly growing hellscape where they'll never afford to own property or anything nice, really, because the salaries don't match the real estate prices basically anywhere, and the aging society is actively ruining the planet because they don't want to accept that things can't be perfect forever, and maybe they weren't the best generation, but the most detrimental population, and... 
Okay, Boomer, I'll stop. Okay, so not much of that applies to the women of Lemnos, but guys, I had to. Really, the women of Lemnos recognize that, yeah, without kids, they will get to a point where they are too old to plow their fields and run their houses because they don't live in the world we do. Everything there is hard labor, and it's super hard work just to survive. The women realize this is true, and they need to do something about it. And I like to think this is where their agreement with Polyzos diverges, and that their plan is basically to have all these men come on into the city, have sex with them, impregnate the fuck out of these women, and then GTFO, so that they continue to rule an island as women and generally just be badasses. Regardless, Hypsipyle listens to her people and she sends someone down to the Argo to let Jason and the Argonauts know that they'll be welcome inside the city's walls, that they'll be met with friendship. At this message, Jason goes straight to the city while the rest of the Argonauts prepare to follow him. Jason meets with Hypsipyle as the queen of Lemnos, and she kind of tells him the situation there. She weaves quite the tale of their hardships, blames a lot on Thrace, and just pointedly leaves out that they'd straight murdered all the other men in the city. Jason doesn't seem to be in a questioning mood. He honestly doesn't seem to give a fuck that there aren't any men, except to maybe be excited, because, hey, it means there's a hell of a lot of single women in town, and they all seem pretty eager for the men's attention. Hypsipyle formally offers that the men of the Argo are welcome in Lemnos, and she subtly offers the whole kingdom to Jason, again, because gross patriarchy, but thankfully, he doesn't take it. He explains to Hypsipyle that they will accept the welcome of these women, but that they have a tough road ahead, and he isn't in a position to accept a monarchy. Thank God, Hypsipyle remains queen of Lemnos. Shortly after this, Jason returns to the city on Lemnos with the rest of the men from the Argo, and they're met by a number of Lemnian women, all more than happy to bring a man home with them. And they do. It's said that this is helped by Aphrodite, who is looking to help Lemnos repopulate, and so she fills the men with a strong desire. I'd argue that they probably didn't need Aphrodite's help. These are guys who have been on a ship for a while, and a bunch of single women are offering themselves up. But hey. If they believed they needed Aphrodite, maybe they did. Also, I should mention here that according to most versions, the heroine Atalanta is actually long for this whole ride with the Argo, the only woman, but she doesn't get much in the way of mention, so it's hard to determine where she's at during this whole episode. Maybe making friends? Or maybe she's equally eager to go home with one of the Lemnian women. If not necessarily to repopulate. But fun is fun, right? But, well, the fun goes on a little long. And Jason, well, Jason is Jason. According to Ovid's Heroides, two of which are written by Hypsipyle and Medea, Jason's two abandoned women. Jason promises Hypsipyle something. Something that might sound a bit familiar. See, Jason swears to Hypsipyle that he will be with her as her partner for the rest of their lives. Where have we heard that before? But... Regardless, like I said, the fun, it goes on a little long, and it gets to a point where everyone needs to be reminded how they got there in the first place, that they have other things they need to be doing. Quite some time into the Argonauts' stay with the Lemnian women, Heracles, who's been guarding the ship this whole time, and of course is one of the Argonauts, gets a little fed up. 
he takes the opportunity to pull aside all of the men, aside from Jason. He has a speech to give. You guys, he says in different language. Are we here because we couldn't find women to marry in our homelands? He asks. We won't gain the fame we've been looking for on this quest by hanging out with all these foreign women. Again, with the foreign, I'll point out. These women are not your standard Hellenic women. They're from an island quite far from the mainland, deep in the northeast of the Aegean Sea, so they are not Greek. There's no one who will get the Golden Fleece for us, he continues. No god that will just go pick it up and bring it to us as a gift. No, he says, we have got to get going. Let's each go back to our homelands if we have to. We'll leave that guy to stay in Hypsipyle's bed all day if that's what he wants. After Heracles has finished his speech, no one really wants to look at him. They all know he's right, but they've also been enjoying these ladies who are basically just into having sex with them. It's a nice way to pass the time. But in the end, they agree. They know they need to keep going and go get that goddamn golden fleece. That will take them to another foreign land, where Jason may find yet another foreign woman to pledge himself to. Hmm, I wonder. Fucking Jason, honestly. So they prepare to leave, Jason included. I guess he didn't elect to stay behind, living in Hypsipyle's bed all day. The other women, those who had been spending their time with the rest of the Argonauts, they say their goodbyes, but they seem a bit more concerned with the sex partners that are leaving and less with any kind of romantic relationships that might have formed, which I mean, respect. Hypsipyle, though, it's hard to say. Did she love him? Did she believe his devotion, his promise to be her partner? Or did she, too, just enjoy the D and hope that it results in some children who can help her later in life? As Jason is leaving, she wishes him well. She acknowledges that she knows his goals, that he wishes to return to Greece and defeat Peleus, and that she tells him that should he change his mind, he's welcome on Lemnos and she'd give up her kingdom again if he wants it. Fuck that part, but whatever. She also asks him what his wishes are if she has his children. She's being a little too deferential, I'd say, because the whole point is that she needs kids. But she asks, and Jason, well, he seems a bit less concerned with his potential fatherhood. He basically tells Hypsipyle that he doesn't really care unless he dies on his quest and then she should send the son, if and only if it's a son, to Iolcus to comfort Jason's family for their loss. And with that, and namely thanks to Heracles, who was officially over it, Jason and the Argonauts make their way to the next stop in their journey, finally leaving the island of Lemnos and the women there. The women who, just as they'd hoped, had an absolute slew of children by these men, including Hypsipyle, who gives birth to twins by Jason. After Jason has left the island, Hypsipyle's story continues, if tragically. The other women of Lemnos eventually discovered Hypsipyle's deception when she saved her father's life, the only man to survive the purge of Lemnos. They punish her, either by banishing her from the island where she's eventually discovered by pirates and sold into slavery, or the women themselves sell her into slavery. I'd prefer the former, though neither is preferable. Hypsipyle becomes a slave of a king named Lycurgus of Nemea, where she acts as the nurse to his son Opheltes. 
But regardless of this tragic later part of her life, Hypsipyle is important. She's significant. She's a ruling queen, not a goddess, a mortal queen who rules a kingdom of women. Women who got along just fine for a full year and would have done longer, if not forever. She is also, like Medea, a foreign woman, an Easterner who Jason promises himself to and eventually leaves quite unceremoniously. She doesn't have it as bad as Medea, nor does she seem affected in the way Medea is, but that's in large part because Hypsipyle is a queen, and she gets to go back to being a queen when Jason leaves, whereas his deception went farther with Medea, in that he actually married her, which forces her into ruin when he leaves her. Comparing the two women, it's interesting, especially because they're both these foreigners, though with Medea, again, she's officially a so-called barbarian. Jason just has a thing for promising the world to women he meets along the way, before getting tired or bored or realizing he has so-called more important things to do than fulfill his promises. Hypsipyle is his test run before he really fucks up the life of the next woman, Medea. as usual thank you all so much for listening the topics of late keep kind of shifting as i find new and interesting pieces to cover in the general realm of where i started i'm kind of just having a bit of fun with the topics including ones where i barely told you anything last time like can you believe that i've technically told this story before i'm pretty sure i just made a bad joke about the smelly women though and kept going with the rest of the story but look how much more there is Anyway, I think it's fascinating to revisit some of these and dive a hell of a lot deeper, especially when there's a queen named Hypsipyle. But soon, we'll go back to brand new stories, and before you know it, we'll be back in the world of epics with Virgil's Aeneid. Please, today, check out my Twitter and Instagram. Both are, of course, Myths Baby. I'm going to be running a poll about potential changes to my Patreon offerings, and I'd love to hear what you all think. I'm trying to make more rewards for you all, just little things like an offer because doing full extra episodes just tends to be infrequent due to just how much time it takes me to do the regular podcast. So any other things I can offer through my Patreon, I would love to. Anyway, check out those accounts today, November 12th for the polls. I'll run them again later in the week too for anyone who might miss them this round. Please also, as usual, go head to iTunes to give me a five-star rating. If you just want to complain, I mean, just consider not listening instead. It's much easier. saves us all time and energy. But I mean, I'll say most of you love me and your reviews are amazing. They thrill me to no end. I just have to bug the other people because it's funny. Thank you all. You're the best. And I couldn't be more grateful that I have the coolest and best listeners. My live recording in Vancouver really proved that. And I know I have so, so many more of you elsewhere. So I can only imagine how wonderful it would be if I ever got the chance to do more live recordings. So tell your friends about the podcast so that maybe one day I'm big enough to do exactly that. I am Liv and I love this shit. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.